T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. These teams will meet Saturday. Time to be announced in Raleigh to decide the series in seven. Five to two, Boston. The final in game six. All right, welcome into WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dondero with you until midnight. Tons to get to tonight. I don't even know where to start. Actually, I do know where to start. We're starting with the Bruins after the huge win they just had in game six at the Garden. Um... They had to have it, and they didn't just get it. They dominated that game, okay? They dominated the Carolina Hurricanes, and that leaves me at an impasse, okay? Because I don't know how I'm supposed to sit here and feel good about the prospect of them going to Raleigh and winning game seven. I don't know. Now, I do know what type of fortitude this team has, okay? Because I've watched them closely for more than 10 years. You know, dating all the way back to obviously when they won the Stanley Cup back in 2011. Okay, this core has been in place since then. Parts have changed, but ultimately this core has been in place since then. I know exactly what type of team we're talking about. And it's not the type of team that goes out and gets absolutely, utterly dominated by an opponent. An opponent they have had their way with the last few years in the playoffs. So I was glad when they came back and won games three and four. Because I didn't know what I was watching this season against Carolina, and then obviously the first two games. So this is the Bruins team I know. I'm comfortable with this team. However, with that being said, I have no idea how they're going to go to Raleigh and win. They can do it. I'm not going to bet on it, but they can do it. Because they're that good, because they're that mentally tough, because they're that experienced, I think they have all the, the pieces, the components I just don't know how I'm supposed to sit here based on what we've seen and how they've played down there and say, yeah, I feel good about them going down to Raleigh and winning game seven. But I'm not putting anything past them because I still believe in this team's culture. I do. I do. Um, You know, we're obviously going to get to the Celtics a little bit later. A lot to say about the Celtics in that game last night. I'm still pissed. But I think, just a quick basketball reference here, I do view the Bruins similarly as I do the Miami Heat. In a way. You know, in a way. Because the Heat have a culture that they use and they ride. And I think that does exist with the Boston Bruins. I do. Now, again, is that going to be enough to overcome everything they've had to deal with against the Hurricanes in Raleigh this year? Maybe not. Probably not. But, I'm not discounting anything. 
I still believe in Patrice Bergeron's team. That's where I stand. I believe in Patrice Bergeron. I believe in Patrice Bergeron's team. I will ne- Until they are dead in the water, I will have some semblance of belief in the Boston Bruins. And give credit to where credit is due. They showed up tonight and took care of business in all aspects. Bruce Cassidy made some good adjustments. You know, he did the right things. He played, he coached a good game. He sat Matt Grizzlick. That was, you know, that was called for in this situation. And it worked out. Now, luckily, he got his top guys back on D. They impacted the game. McAvoy impacted the game. I mean, did you see the pass McAvoy had in this game? It was it Eric Holler that scored that goal? That was insane. That was an insane pass, insane execution, and the celebration was excellent as well, if I may. This was a game that the Bruins, you know, this is why I get excited about this team because I see performances like this. It's just they've had this huge roadblock down in Carolina. But I'm going to say this about the Boston Bruins, okay? Because I know this is the one thing that I can, I know the other thing in terms of what we've never seen out of them before is the goaltending because Tuka Rask has been in net for so long. Obviously, they had Tim Thomas back in 2011. New goalie now. I appreciate the new blood. And by the way, Jeremy Swayman came up big tonight. Okay? Came up big tonight. Didn't stand on his head. Wasn't the number one star, but made some saves. You know, that goal that Carolina scored to cut the deficit to one. I think it was Svechnikov who scored. That was a really nice shot, you know? He sniped that one. Top shelf. You'd like to have a save there, as Bruce Cassidy says. But, you know, I'm not going to get on. Swayman's going side to side. He unleashes a ridiculous snapshot top shelf. I'm not going to get on Swayman. Too bad for that. But then later, I forget who it was, for Carolina, wide breakaway. Two to one. Carolina has all the momentum. And he makes a save. I mean, that's a huge moment in that game. Again, he might not be the number one star, but that's a huge moment with you. I don't want to say you're real. It was Martin Neckass. I don't even know if I said. Did I say his name right, Ethan? It beats me, to be beats honest you. with you. <laughs> that's fine. He made a great save there. Two to one. Carolina with the momentum. Swayman comes up. Big Mesa save. That's the type of, you know, that's what this team needs from that guy. Big saves in big spots. It's, it, you know, I'd love for him to take over a game. I don't know if he has that capability, even though they might need him to do that in Carolina, if they're ever going to steal one. But I am not ready to rule this team out. Despite the fact they've had, you know, They've, they've struggled in the five-on-five, five, at least before tonight. They struggled with the, you know, they struggled on the power play. But here's the other thing that I want to mention, because we've seen this Bruins team, and this is what I was just alluding to. We've seen this Bruins team accomplish everything, essentially. Everything they could ever, you know, they've won the Stanley Cup. They've won the President's Trophy. They've dominated in March. You know, they've been hot going into the playoffs. They've been cold going into the playoffs. They've made deep runs. They've been knocked out early. They've done everything. I don't know if they've ever done this, though. 
where they were utterly dominated by an opponent all year long and then find a way to beat them in a playoff series by winning game seven on their ice where they've been dominated all series long, all the while overcoming a 2-0 deficit to start the series. If they do that, that will be something we've never seen from this team. And it will be a special moment, and it will also mean that this team can accomplish anything they want this spring. The sky will then become the limit. The sky is not the limit right now. Not until I see a win in Carolina in what is Game 7. I mean, they haven't won there. They haven't come close to winning there all series all year. I So I can't just start, you know, having these – I'm not going to put out these dreams on the air yet. If you win Game 7 in Carolina and take this series, then we can talk about whatever you want. The sky will be the limit at that point because they, I don't care what their record was against the Panthers this year. I don't care if they drop games to the Maple Leafs. Forget about the fact that they've <laughs> the Maple Leafs, you know, maybe they win this series here and they advance. I, you know, we know they've had their own issues in the playoffs. But it doesn't matter what the what the Bruins record against those teams was during the regular season. Because they just beat the Carolina Hurricanes, a team, if they win game seven, a team that utterly dominated them all year, first two games of this series, and at home in the three games leading into game seven. If the Bruins find a way to win game seven, all bets are off, and you start making different types of plans. Anything can happen, and anything is possible if they win game seven. They will immediately become, in my estimation, the most dangerous team in the NHL. Now, obviously, that's up for debate because the Panthers have been, you know, the Panthers have been awesome all year. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, you want to talk about awesome? What did they do last night to, to the Caps, to Washington? I think Washington was up 3 nothing in that game, and Florida comes back and they win that game. Correct me if I'm wrong. They come back, they win that game 5-3. to three. And now they lead that series 3-2. Now, that series isn't over. We'll see what happens. But I think the Bruins, you know, you'd put them in that conversation. Dangerous. Nobody would want to play them. I mean, if they find a way to beat this team that's been one of the best teams, you know, all year, and a team that dominated them, utterly dominated them from beginning to end, and got out to a 2-0 lead in the playoff series, and had Game 7 at home in the building where they had dominated the Bruins. Bruins win that series, win that game. All bets are off. Toronto, by the way, uh, up 3-2 on the Lightning in the series. Tied 3-3 right now, 18 seconds to go in the third period. They're going overtime, it looks like. Tied 3-3, going to overtime, although... They were up in this game, and I don't know if they were up 3-1 or 3-2, but they the Lightning tied it in the third period. They're going to overtime. If the Bruins find a way to win game seven, they'll be as dangerous as anybody out there. They need their top guys to show. You know, everything you know, they need their top guys to ball out. They need Swayman to play well. 
they cannot get dominant, you know, stupid penalties, their penalty, the special teams, all the things we talk about have to be have to be there to win this game. They're going to have to play. I don't want to say they're going to have to play a perfect game. Okay, because I don't think Carolina is this special team, this all-time great team. But based on how the Bruins have played in that building, and I just talked to Ethan, our producer, he's seen games there, okay? And apparently, I haven't given, I don't give that building enough credit for the home ice advantage that it is. Right, Ethan? It is a madhouse he's when telling that place me, gets packed. You were telling me, I'm going to just relay the story you were telling me about a game. It was a, a nothing regular season game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Hurricanes, who weren't even that good that year, you said, won in overtime in the place. It was raucous. Okay? I guess it's a pre- I mean, I usually think in terms of home field, home ice, home court, hockey is the home ice, the home advantage is least impactful in hockey. Not in this series, obviously. So that would give the Bruins even more street cred if they're able to go down to, to Raleigh and win the game. Impressive win tonight, not just winning, dominating. So we get set for an exciting Game 7 on Saturday. We don't know the time of that game yet. Uh, when we do know, you will know. We hope there's another Game 7. That be in the Celtics series. We're going to get to that. Uh, when we get back, though, from break, we're going to get a trend. And when we get back, we are going to talk about the schedule for the New England Patriots. How many games do they win? What do I like? What do I don't like? What am I looking forward to? There is a lot to unpack with this schedule and how I feel about the New England Patriots. This is WEEI Late Night. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The NFL's 2022 schedule has officially been released for all 32 teams. The Patriots come in with five primetime games. Other notable games include Patriots at Dolphins week one. That's the season opener. Ravens at Patriots week three. That's the home opener. Patriots at Packers week four. Patriots at Vikings week 12. That is a Thanksgiving night game. Bengals at Patriots week 16. I believe that's Christmas Eve day. And then the Patriots at Bills week 18. That's the season finale. Once again, the Patriots play the Bills twice late in the season. We'll talk more about that. Um... For as the we, division, yeah, hopefully. As get, yeah, as we get, we'll see about that as we get into the next segment. The Bruins defeated the Hurricanes 5-2 tonight in Boston. Game 7 will be Saturday at a time TBD, that game down in Raleigh. The Red Sox have the night off as they get set to start a three-game series with the Texas Rangers in Texas. That's tomorrow night. That starts first pitch 8:05 on the Shaws and Star Market WEI Red Sox Network. Don't miss the Visit Massachusetts pregame show tomorrow at 7:05, hosted by Mutt. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Make Massachusetts yours. Start your adventure at visitma.com. And the Celtics get set for Game 6 of their series tomorrow night versus the Bucs. Tip-off is 7.30 p.m. in Milwaukee as the Bucs try to close out Boston. They lead that series three games to two. We will get into that in a little bit on this show. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back here on WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dondero with you until midnight. The Patriots got their schedule, their official schedule today. And it's, you know, this is a great day every year on the schedule, on the sports calendar, because, you know, we know the 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 team's opponents, but I want to know when they play them, when the bye is, what games are on what network, how many primetime games, all those different things. So we're going to go through the schedule here, and I'm going to give you my thoughts. Okay, obviously I have reservations about this Patriots team. We all do. How many games are they going to win? Are the coaching st- Is the coaching staff going to be competent? Is Mac Jones going to be out on an island by himself with Matt Patricia calling the plays, leading the offense, Joe Judge, I mean, these two coaches who were failures as head coaches, are they going to be in a position to help add value to the offense, especially early on in what is a key year for rookie, uh, rookie second-year quarterback Mac Jones? 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Okay, so, I, you know, obviously I don't like, right off the bat, I don't like opening in Miami. I think that's a loss. I think that's going to be a really clunky game for the Patriots. Ernie Adams will tell you it is hot in Miami. Okay, don't understand that release for the uh, the video release by the That's the guy that had to outline the schedule via a whiteboard. All right, whatever. It's going to be hot in Miami. I just don't like that game. Miami's going to be popping. You know, they're going to have a lot of, obviously, the weapons are going to be problematic. I don't see the Patriots' defense having it together in time to stop Tua Tungavailoa, who, by the way, has your number for whatever reason. And now they have Tyreek Hill, and they've got a lot of pieces there offensively. I think that's going to be a loss. Week two at Pittsburgh, okay? I'm not ready to give the Steelers the benefit of the doubt. They've got a good defense, okay? But this team, I think, could be a mess this year. Could be. Mitch Trubisky? I, you know, I'm not in love with Mike Tomlin and his schematics. I don't know. I think that could be a win. So I have the Patriots winning that game. So they're 1-1. One one. Week three, Baltimore. At home, the home opener. Win. You know I'm not a Lamar Jackson guy. I know he's a dynamic athlete. But the, the Ravens, I'm, you know, I don't know what's going on there. Don't know what's going on there. Okay, the Ravens, obviously, they traded away Hollywood Brown. Now, they usually do some nice things in the draft, usually. Ozzie Newsom's not a part of them anymore, really. Um, I don't know if he's still mildly involved in a consulting. It's not the same brain trust that had been running the team. Um, they, you know, they just didn't have a good off season in my mind, you know, I, and I didn't like the fact that, you know, they had, who was the guy? I, I can't even think of his name. One of the guys they had in free agency who was going to sign with the Ravens. He ended up backing out at the last minute and signing elsewhere. I'm going to have to look up who that was. I just don't – some about the Ravens. I'm not feeling the Ravens. I feel like their arrow's pointing down. I'm not a Lamar Jackson guy. I think the Patriots find a way to win that game. And let's not forget, Mac Jones is about to pop in year two. It's my opinion. He's going to pop in year two. He's going to be excellent in year two. Super Bowl good? No. But I think he's going to be better, and I think he's going to be something that the league has to reckon with. So I'm picking the Patriots to be 2-1 and one after week three because they're going to beat Baltimore. They go to Green Bay. I think this game's going to be closer than the experts think. 
I'll give the edge to the Packers on the road, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know who he'll throw to, but I'm assuming he's going to figure out enough where he can beat the Patriots. I think it'll be close. I think the Patriots have a chance, but I'm going to go with the Packers in that game. Okay, then they come home and play Detroit. Sorry, Detroit, Foxborough, not doing it. Detroit loses that game to the Patriots. That's another win. At Cleveland, Deshaun Watson, no idea what he, I mean, is he even going to be playing at that point? I don't like where Cleveland's going right now. Things feel forced. Baker Mayfield's still around. I don't like it. Patriots, a little bit more stable than you think. They go into Cleveland and win that game. Chicago at home. Patriots win that game. I don't know if I can trust Josh Fields at this point. I don't know if I can trust anything that's going on with the Chicago Bears. Sorry, Patriots win that game. At the Jets. Can't do it yet. Don't believe in Zach Wilson yet. Don't know if I will. I don't think I will. Good quarterbacks usually pop in year one. I don't need a developmental period. Not now, not in today's NFL. I don't think they win that game. I think the Patriots, because Mac Jones, like I said, has really taken a leap forward. I think the the Patriots find a way to win that game. And at that point in the schedule, folks, the New England Patriots go to seven and two. Then it doesn't, you know, then it kind of things go sideways. Indy at home, loss. Matt Ryan comes in. Matt Ryan goes out with a win. Indy just causes problems, and they lose. Then they have the Jets at home, and I think they lose. Weird stuff happens. This team is not the Patriots of yesteryear with Tom Brady. Weird stuff happens. They find a way to lose that game to the Jets. Thanksgiving night at Minnesota, Patriots win. Not a Kirk Cousins guy. So I will pick against Kirk Cousins every chance I get. Every chance I get. Patriots win that game on Thanksgiving. Then they play Buffalo. Similarly to the Bruins, I don't know why I can sit here and say, now, there's a long way to go. Obviously, it's May. But why am I going to say the Patriots are going to beat the Bills? I don't think they are. So I'm picking them to lose the Bills just like you'd have to pick. I'm picking the, the Hurricanes to lose to, uh, check that, to beat the Bruins in Game 7 just because the Bruins haven't given me one reason to think they can go down there and, and I can use my brain and pick the Bruins in that spot. So I'm not going to pick the Patriots to beat Buffalo until I see them force a punt. So I have to pick the Bills in that game. At Arizona, loss. I just don't like the matchup. I don't like where they're going. I think Kyler Murray will get it together. I think they got weapon. I just don't like it. Loss. At Raiders, absolutely a loss. Bill Belichick historically, at least recently, not very good against coaches that he had on his staff. <laughs> Josh McDaniels went out and did the anti-Belichick. They signed uh, or traded for Devontae Adams, one of the best players. They I forget, did they trade for him or they sign him? They that, traded for they him. They traded for him. They acquired one of the best guys in the league. Okay, so Derek Carr is going to have a binky. I think he'll have one of his best seasons. You know, I, I think back to 09 when McDaniels was in Denver and he gave you fits. I think the Raiders win that game on the road. Patriots lose. Patriots then lose again at home to Cincy. Joe Burrow has arrived. He outduels Mac Jones. Patriots, they hit a little tough stretch. They lose again. Then Miami comes up. Patriots win. The Miami Dolphins aren't going to beat the Patriots forever. It's going to be cold. They're going to come up. The Patriots will find a way to win that game, and then they'll lose again at Buffalo to close out the season. And I have them at 8-9. and nine. 
That's what I have the Patriots at. Mac Jones, I think, is going to have a good season. I don't know, though. I think statistically he is going to take a leap forward, and we're all going to be pleased with what we see. I do not know, though, if he's going to be able to take enough of a leap where he's getting it done statistically and throwing the ball all over the yard and and coming from behind when they're down in the fourth quarter and taking the leap in terms of being that winner that just finds a way to pull out games and Ws. I don't know if he's going to be able to put them both together. I do expect unequivocally the leap statistically and just how he looks via the eye test. I do expect that. I don't know if he's going to be able to be a guy that pulls out wins consistently and is just the ultimate winner who finds a way late in games against good teams. I don't know if he'll be that guy. And I think for this team, based on their roster and their defense and what they have, he is going to have to be sort of that in order to win some of these games against good teams. So I have them at 8-9 and nine as of right now. Let's go to Ryan in Weymouth who wants to talk about the Celtics and a few different things here. And we can get into that. Ryan, what's up? Hi, hi. How you doing, Ben? How um, you doing? Could I, could I, thank you very much. Could I just flip and, and just say exactly, and then I'll hang up. Uh, yeah. What you just said about the Patriots, I think, is on point, my friend. Eight and nine, the way you just explained that was perfect, man. I don't see how the, the Patriots are going to be able to, number one, stop anyone defensively. Again, we hope that the young guys step up and we know that's the unknown of be able to, to tackle, be able to do anything. Buffalo, forget it. Like you said, Buffalo will kill them every single time. Let's just step back. Yep, they are, are building. Maybe next year when they have the the money, suppose they have a ton of money to spend it for energy, maybe they can actually spend it properly. But this year, I think you are dead on. I have to leave it at, like you just said, I think you just said it perfectly, my friend, 8-9, and um, that is life. What are you going to do? Mac Jones, step up. Canny, it's not about Mac Jones. It's about the people around him, and I just don't think there's enough around him. I just had to say that was great, buddy. Thank you. Hey, thanks for the call. Listen, I'm a Mac Jones believer, but I do think the first thing the Patriots have to do is, is turn this team and their identity into an offensive one. They need an offensive identity, number one, first and foremost. Look at all the teams that finished the year last year and were in the Final Four and were in the Final Eight. All of them offensive identities. Chiefs, Bucks, Rams, Packers, um, you know, who am I forgetting? Bengals. All those teams had an offensive identity. Buffalo, awesome quarterback, excellent weapons. That's the NFL now. Then... You supplement that with quality defense and you play defense in timely spots and you play defense, you know, when you can play good defense as much as you can. But it has to be offense first in today's NFL. And I hate to admit that because I've always been a defensive guy. Defense wins championships. But I don't think that's the case anymore. I don't know if it still does in spots. You still need to come up big defensively in spots. I just don't know if the you know the 2000 Ravens can exist anymore. I don't know if the league allows for that anymore. And I just think the the rosters that the Patriots are going to face and the in the conference they're in is too deep, they're too good. And Mac Jones, I don't think is going to have enough. I think we're going to see a lot of things from Mac Jones this year that we didn't see last year, good things. And I think we're going to like a lot of what we see. But he doesn't have enough. I don't think he's going to have enough weapons. I don't think he's going to have enough experience. And I don't know if he has what it takes to, like I said, find ways to win games. 
you know, there's a lot of players that are really good. They get, I mean, you know, I guess this is why I get on Kirk Cousins. And I know he won a playoff game a few years ago on the road in, in New Orleans. But is he a winner? He accumulates some stats. He makes some throws. But is he ever the reason that his team wins? Is he a winner? I don't think he's a winner. 617-779-7937. I don't think that guy's a winner. So you've got to make that progression too. You know, great. He accumulates some stats. You know, that's that's kind of fir- that's sort of the first thing we're looking for out of Mac Jones. And he sort of did it in his rookie season. But the first thing we're looking for, the first thing we want to see this year is can you look the part? And by doing so, can you accumulate some stats? Can you find a way when the when you know the offense isn't playing well to still be productive? Can you find a way to help move the ball for the Patriots in multiple different ways? Not just relying on run first, ground and pound, and then throw it, you know, Mark Sanchez. Can you also throw it when the defense knows you're going to throw it? Can you do things like that? Can you spread them out? Can you have five wide and have success throwing the ball four or five straight downs in a row? You know, I think Kirk Cousins can throw the ball. You know, I think especially with the weapons he's had in in Minnesota, I think he can accumulate uh, yards. I just don't know when it comes down to it, is he a winner? Can he lead you and will you to wins? Mac Jones has to become the guy that can throw the ball and accumulate stats and look the part first, which he did sort of in his rookie season. And then can he find a way to will his team as the quarterback to victories? Those are all the things we're going to have to wait and see about. And he hasn't obviously proven that to this point. Not to this point. But I do think he will take a step. Look, the the bye week, Ernie Adams thinks it's in a perfect spot. So do I. Why not? Week 10, perfect, I guess. Whatever. You know, I don't know where they'll be at that point, but that's good. Uh, I, You know... I have mixed. I don't know if it's going to matter much this year for the Patriots. You know, I don't know if the division will still be hanging in the balance like it was last year. And I know it worked out last year. But I kind of wish they didn't play the Bills twice in December towards the end, you know, week 13 and then week 18. You know, I wish they played the Bills earlier in the season and then later in the season. That's what I wish. Because I think the Patriots being the under, you know, obviously they're going to go into those games as the underdog until further notice. I think that helps them. You know, it kind of gives you two cracks at the Bills. Early, late. Now, I know it worked out last year because you beat them early in December. December 6th. Monday Night Football. Now, the win was nuts. So, I don't know how much, you know, crazy win, crazy elements, which obviously favors the underdog, levels the playing field. I just wish you played the Bills earlier and those matchups were spread out. And I don't like Miami week one. I think that's a loss. I'm going to bet. I mean. In Florida, it's always a loss. It's always a loss. For whatever reason, it's a loss. And, you know, I, I feel like I can make some bets this year with conviction on the New England Patriots. With conviction. A lot of conviction in week one. A lot of conviction about that game. Okay. Like a lot of conviction about the games with the Bills. A lot of conviction regarding that game in Vegas against the Raiders. I, you know, I don't think they win that game whatsoever. I think the Raiders and McDaniels win that game and take that one. So 
you know, we'll see. They're gonna. I, I, it's funny. I do think they kind of the schedule and the and what's going to happen sort of resembles last year. Good record to start. Hopes get high, and they peter out late. And I think that's a tough stretch late in the year. It is. I don't think it is. At Vikings, I think they'll win that game. I don't think it's going to be easy. Then Buffalo at home, at Arizona, tough. At Vegas, tough. Cincy at home. Miami at home, tough, tough. At Buffalo, that is tough. Okay? That's tough. And the other part about this, you don't even play some of the best teams in the conference. You don't play the Chiefs. You don't play the Chargers. I mean, you you avoid some of the top teams in the – I mean, some people think the Chargers are the top team, and obviously the Chiefs are always right there. Since you will have something to say, and obviously Buffalo will have a lot to say. And they're in your division, so you're going to get a healthy dose of them. But I don't know if we're going to see enough. I don't know if they're going to be able to do enough with the roster they built. I don't know if I'm going to be able to trust the draft picks enough. You know, how's that 2019 draft looking? Jared Stidham gets dealt. I guess I could delete that uh, picture in my phone that I had of Stidham sitting on some throne. That was a waste. Um, 617-779-7937. When we get back here, I want to just go around the rest of the NFL, some other notable games, and we're going to get into the Boston Celtics. I am still fuming after that loss last night. That one stung. That one hurt. And now they have a chance to bounce back and to see some semblance of greatness. But it's not going to be easy. This is WEEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dundero. All right, back here on WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dondero with you until midnight. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. I want to thank Ethan, our producer here. He put together this list, okay, of the top and the best matchups, um, some of his favorites for the 2022 NFL season. Okay, and I'll tell you one you left out that I'm looking forward to. First week of the season, I believe, we will see Cowboys v. Bucks. Once again, is that is that right? Yeah, so that is going to be week one. It was okay. obviously the the season opener last, last year. year. Yeah, uh, that was a good one though. It was a good game uh, for me. I just I've already seen it once, All right, fair. and so I get it's probably going to be another. It's probably going to be a barn burner. Don't get me wrong. I I, I tried to keep the list somewhat condensed too. I tried not to sure, double sure. up too I many games you. a week. But yeah, that's definitely going to be a good one. Where is that game? That game I don't know where that one is. We'll check. Um, it was in Tampa last year. I'll see where it is this year. I'm going to check that. Um, I don't know. They're two high-profile teams. Tom Brady, you know, Dak Prescott. Always the drama surrounding the Cowboys. I, I like that game. Always interests me, and it was a good game last year. Um, Bills at Rams, Week One. Obviously, that's electric. Two great offenses. Maybe two of the Super Bowl. Fa- I would say, for my money, probably the two favorites for the Super Bowl. Right off, the I, bat. I, I would agree because the Rams. You know, the, you know. <laughs> This is the Patriots. The Rams are allowed to win the Super Bowl and then reload. Allen Robinson. Oh, who, 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 they got a defender, too, didn't they? Get Bobby, a, Wagner. Oh, Bobby Wagner. And then Von Miller went from the Rams to the Von Bills. Von Miller went to the Bills from the Rams. So he wins the Super Bowl, and then he gets you know back the Bills reload. So, hey, the Rams, once again, they're going to be one of the best teams in the NFC, if not in the whole NFL, and that'll be a fun game. Bills at Rams week one. You have Bengals at Cowboys week two. I love that one. 
that'll be fun. Uh, matchup I feel like we haven't seen much, obviously. with No, AC not North. at all. I saw it, and I was like, I don't think I can remember that game ever happening before. <laughs> no, I know. I, it's true. You know, Because the Bengals have been so irrelevant. Um, so that one is a good one. Packers at Bucks now. The Packers, again, I, I kind of alluded to this. The Packers, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to get too excited about the Packers. Obviously, I understand why you put them on here. Rodgers... Uh, Rodgers is back. We'll see what they can do. But I don't know. I, I don't know how good they're going to be this year. By the way, that Bucks game at Dallas this year. So that makes it a little more interesting for me. It's not exactly things, the yeah. same. Watch you know Brady go into the big D and all that. That'll be that I'll watch that one, obviously. Bills at Chiefs, week six. That's gonna, you know, obviously the divisional rematch. You gotta watch that game. Okay. Chiefs at Bucks. Super Bowl 55 rematch. It's in Tampa, too. In Tampa again. I would have been more interested if it was flipped. If that game was in Kansas City, that would have interested me a little bit more. But I'm still in. You know, obviously I'm in on that one. That's a great one. Um, some other ones. Packers at Bills. That's a good one. You know, two cold weather cities. Rodgers, Allen. Obviously, I give the, the edge there to Buffalo. Again, Packers. The jury's out. Rams at Bucks. Championship game rematch, good one, Cowboys-Packers. McCarthy returns to Green Bay. Okay, interesting storyline. Rams at Chiefs week 12, Chiefs at Bengals. Rams at Chiefs, that will be a treat. Chiefs at Bengals, we saw that one last year. You remember when the uh, the Rams and the Chiefs a few years back had that, it was like, like the Sunday night, Monday night game? Yeah, yeah, and they had the crazy. all-star official yeah. lineup and everything. That's why I thought it was so crazy. Like that's why it was so impressive. The Patriots ended up beating both those teams on their way to the Super Bowl. After that night, that was the game of the year. You know, I oh, yeah. still watching highlights of that one. Bengals at Bucks. That'll be a good one. Week fifteen, Brady v. Burrow. Rams at Packers again. The Rams. Remember, they lost. Didn't they lose late in the year to Green Bay? I think they did last year, and then they avoided having to play Green Bay. And going to Green Bay again because San Francisco pulled the upset. That would have been interesting if they went back in the playoffs. I was rooting for that game. Uh, Bills at Bengals, Week 17, Monday Night Football. And then Ravens at Bengals, Week 18. Probably to, uh, who knows, determine the division maybe. The Ravens, like I said earlier, don't know. Don't know on Lamar Jackson. It's it's a mixed bag. I I like the Ravens. I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan, so I I have a feeling that it it could come down to something like that. I don't believe in the Browns, at least not this season, because like you alluded to earlier with Deshaun Watson, if he misses eight games, uh, Baker Mayfield's not playing for him. I got to figure out the Browns. I'm not ready to buy in on the Browns. The Ravens, I obviously trust John Harbaugh. He's a drip. I don't like him, but I trust him. He's a good coach. I trust that his team uh, will be formidable. So the bet, you know, and no matter how good the Bengals are, no matter how good anybody in that AFC North is, the Ravens are going to be able to compete with them. Uh, they're not going to be scared of anybody. They're not going to be overwhelmed by anybody. So that I, you know, I'll see how that goes. But it's going to be interesting. Some of these games, I, I think they're going to be interesting games. You know, obviously they'll be interesting. We'll see how it goes. Obviously, there's the new dynamic. Thursday night football is on. What is it on Amazon Prime? Yeah. So you have. Um, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet calling the games. Um, and let me just say this while I'm thinking of it, okay? Just real quick. We're not going to go too far into this just because. But Tom Brady gets that huge deal with Fox. He's not even retired yet. We have no clue if he's going to be any good. I will say this about Tom Brady, though. In defense of Fox giving him that deal. And believe me, 
I'm somebody that believes at my core that it is ridiculous to pay a color analyst insane money, Tony Romo, $10 million a year. Because as you said with this list, you know, when the Rams go play the Bucks or when the Chiefs visit the wherever, when Buffalo goes to the Chiefs, I'm watching. I don't care if monkeys are calling the game. Yeah, I'm watching yeah, exactly. It. So to pay somebody $10 million a year to babysit my eyeballs where my eyes will be there anyway, ridiculous. But if Fox is going to use Tom Brady as some sort of network ambassador and you know he's going to add value to the network beyond just what he does on Sundays in the fall, then, okay, he's one of the most successful human beings in uh, American history. I don't mind them spending that money. If it's just for Tom Brady to call football games, I have no idea. Like that, that's absolutely not worth the money. I'm just surprised they were willing to dish out so much money. Not, I mean, I'm assuming he's going to be a good enough speaker. Like he speaks pretty well as is, but I just don't know. Is he going to really be that good that he warranted potentially three hundred and seventy-five million dollars? No, he's not. I think they, but I think they are using him as an ambassador. That's why they're doing that. That yeah. that's just my take. They're going to use him as an ambassador. And they'll also have him call games with Kevin Burkhart. So I saw someone compare this to when Fox Sports went all in and brought John Madden onto the team. Like similar idea, but obviously John Madden worked out excellent for them. You're talking about like way back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they brought him and stole him from CBS. Well, John Madden was good on TV. Okay, you know, maybe Brady but how critical is Tom Brady going to be? You know, I don't know how critical and that gets me into another point. That we'll make maybe later in the show because we don't have time. We've got to go to a break. I just We'll see what kind of ambassador he is. But if it's just about him calling games, uh-uh. Not worth it. No ex-player is worth that much money to be an analyst. Because we're watching, you know, Bengals at Bucks in week 15. I'm going to watch that game anyway. You know, I'm going to watch these games. Chiefs at Bucks, Bills at Chiefs. Bills at Rams. Those are all Super Bowl potential, playoff potential. I don't need, you know, it's nice when the people calling the game, you know, don't suck. That's nice, but I don't need a guy worth $15 million a year. It's just a waste of money. Find other ways to spend that money. All right, when we get back, um, we're going to get into the Celtics. We are going to get into the Celtics, and I I have tons of thoughts on the Celtics and how I feel. I'm still angry about that game, but I am not giving up on the Celtics, and I'm going to tell you why. And we're going to talk about what's coming up tomorrow night when they take the floor in Game 6 in Milwaukee. This is WEI Late Night. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.